amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Welcome back, everybody. Michael Regai with you, along with Phil Steele, the author of Phil Steele's College Football Preview, uh, the book that none of you can do without, let alone the experts. And, of course, uh, this podcast for you that is featured as we previewed each and every one and will preview each and every one of the conferences, all 10 of them that make up the FBS. Today on Strongest Steel, we are uh, going to roll through the independents, four of them that could prize uh, the uh, the FBS in, in college football. And, and Phil, you are now uh, exclusively and at full time with ESPN. And before we get rolling here, let's give everybody an idea of where on all the ESPN platforms and on ESPN.com that your work of college football and the NFL could be featured and they could find you this year. Yeah, and, uh, you know, naturally TV, radio, uh, beyond all the, the ESPN affiliates across the country with the radio and then uh, doing TV, sports center, things like that during the year. But really, the best part to go is to ESPN Insider. And on ESPN Insider, I'll be giving you uh, college write-ups all season long. I'll be giving you NFL write-ups all season long. I'll be sharing a set of my power ratings with you every Tuesday. Uh, it's really a, an interesting thing. And as much as I follow football, I don't follow any other sport out there. You get all the stuff I have in both college and the NFL on ESPN Insider. Just go to uh, ESPN.com slash Phil Steele. And when you go there, I'll take you right to ESPN Insider. Uh, $3.33 a month. Now, that'd be well worth it if it was per day, but it's well worth it just to get my college and NFL. But you actually get all the sports with ESPN Insider, not just the Phil Steele stuff. So if you're like me and you don't follow college basketball or NBA or baseball or any of the other sports, it's worth it just to be able to read guys that, like me, follow their sport the same way I follow college and the NFL. So $3.33 a month. When you sign up for the year, that's dirt cheap, less than a beer at a ballpark. Uh, so sign up to it today, ESPN.com slash Phil Steele. 
All of that in addition, we're going to be with you in preview form, as we said, right up until the kickoff of the college football season here on Strong as Steel on our podcast shows. And, of course, uh, you could uh, make sure you got the Bible as well by uh, your side. Each and every time you reference college football, Phil Steele's college football preview, the best in the business here for this 2017 season. Phil, a a lot of compelling stories when we uh, go through the independents and we start – with all of those smiles, I mean, I've seen smiles all over. They're just flowing along the banks of the Hudson River as the, the Black Knights of Army West Point ended their 14-game losing skid in 2016. The Navy, real compelling 21-17 win. They backed that up with a heart of Dallas Bowl win, too. So Jeff Monken uh, with the uh, the Military Academy goes 8-5, and five, and Monken's best mark since he uh, took over uh, at Army. This is his fourth year at the helm there. And, Phil, when you look at them, we know uh, they run the football in out of their triple option. Their top five rushers return this year. Every one of them gained at least 378 yards last year, all the way up to close to 1,000. All of them are back. The experience chart uh, takes a huge jump. They were number 35 with us last year. They're all the way up to number nine. So, Phil, this is a veteran, talented squad. Monken has done a terrific job. Now all of his classes, as we said, his fourth year, they're with him now coming up from uh, the plebe ranks. And I don't know, can they repeat that eight-win season? Doesn't it seem feasible with everything we just laid out? Oh, absolutely. And in fact, this, as you touched on, I mean, to have a service academy ranked that high in the experience chart, that is amazing because uh, generally service academies rely on a lot of seniors as your starters at the end of their careers. And uh, they, they generally lose a lot of players. But as you touched on, 16 returning starters, only 16 lettermen lost. Uh, really, this is poised to be the best team they've had. And, and really, you know, you look at Munkin's first couple of years, uh, 14 and 15, they were better than their 6-18 and 18 record would indicate. They could easily have beaten Navy uh, in 14. They could easily have beaten Navy in 15. And then finally broke through and did beat them last year. In fact, uh, in that 2015 season, they went 2-10. and 10. They had seven losses by seven points or less, which means they were basically seven plays away from being 9-3. and three. As you touched on, when you run the option to have experienced veterans like they have is great. They've got Ahmad Bradshaw back at quarterback. Chris Carter started that Navy game two years ago, uh, and he's back as a backup, so they've got depth there, which is always big. They do lose their uh, their top uh, receiver in Edgar Poe, which is uh, a bit of a loss, but let's face it, they don't throw the football that much. And the offensive line looks solid defensively. My biggest concern on the entire team is the linebacking core. I mean, it's going to be highly unusual to watch an Army defense without Jeremy Timpf and Andrew King at the linebacker spot. Those two guys have been stalwarts. They were a big part of how dynamic that defense was. And as much as you like the outside backers with Kenneth Brinson and Alex Aukerman, as much as you like the secondary with Hyatt and England and Gibson and Riley, a lot of experience. I'm a little concerned about losing those two inside linebackers because they were unique. They were outstanding uh, inside linebackers, and uh, they're going to be missed because they've been longtime starters. Yeah, uh, very solid football players indeed. And as you pointed out, uh, highly productive in 
the Army system. Uh, Phil, I, I, we look at, you look at units, though, and their ability to run the football, as I mentioned, their top five back from a year ago, uh, anywhere from uh, close to 400 yards to uh, Andy Davidson and Ahmad Bradshaw. Davidson close to 1,000 and Bradshaw over 800. They're going to run the football at you with a lot of experience. Yeah, and once again, highly unusual for the Service Academy to have that many of their top rushers back. Generally, your seniors work your way in there. Uh, but this is an Army team. I rate their running backs number 14 in the country. Rate their offensive line number 35. And once again, unusual for a Service Academy to rank that high. This is a very dangerous Army team this year. Very talented football team. Phil, we take a look at the schedule real quick. On September 16th, uh, they go see Urban Meyer and the Ohio State Buckeyes out of the MAC. They host both Buffalo and Eastern Michigan. They also host Temple, uh, Duke from the ACC. They get Duke uh, along the banks of the Hudson. I tell you what, there is South Point and the win total, Phil, they're like you and me in the assessment. They've got it right at eight. So the expectation level is pretty high for Jeff Mockett's football team. Can they reach that again this year? I think it's going to be tough for them to top eight wins. Keep in mind that one of those eight wins last year came in the bowl games. They were actually seven and five during the regular season. And then you have to look at the individual games this year. Now, they'll be an underdog against Navy, despite the fact they returned 16 starters I like the overall talent of Navy. They have to play Air Force on the road, and they have lost their last four in a row to Air Force by 17 points per game. Duke, David Cutcliffe is off a bye the week before Army, and Cutcliffe always has his team prepped to shut down the option. In fact, you look at how Duke has fared against Army recently. Uh, their defense has really shut down the option. Early in the year, they play Ohio State on the road, and not guessing. I mean, that's four weeks into this or three weeks into the season. Who's going to be favored? But something tells me Ohio State will probably be the favorite in that game. And then they have to play Tulane on the road. Tulane, another team that knows the option very well. So they've got five games which are tough tests. The Temple game, in my mind, is a toss-up. The Rice game on the road could be a toss-up. I don't know if they're going to be able to top last year's eight wins, and they only had seven during the regular season. So despite the fact this is a loaded Army team, gained a lot of confidence, got the benefit of the bowl, I'm going to go with under the total there. I'm with you, Phil. Uh, I, I do think they can hit seven. Now, things are going to, football is going to have to take a couple of bounces that favor Army, but I do think they could hit seven. And I would expect to see Jeff Monken once again to make it back to back bowl games with his uh, Army West Point. The Black Knights of the Hudson will be a fun watch here in 2017. It's a lot of fun that all of you are locked in with us and make sure you continue to do it on Strongest Steel. And when you check out, you can, you can uh, go get any of our previous shows archived on iTunes and make sure there's a spot there for you to leave a review. Please make sure you do that. Let us know what you like about the show. Phil and I are always going to look at it, our producer, Jim Nabosna, and we will take all that you say into account. Believe us. All right, Phil, you like to give our Strongest Steel listeners pop quizzes. I got one for everybody, too, today. You ready? I'm all set. All right. I can, I can see all of our listeners. Four. Raise, raise, <laughs> raise your hand. Not you, Phil. You, okay. you, you can't win in this one. Raise your hand if you know who Kalani Sataki is. I'll give you a moment. I see a I, I, yours is. I see a few hands raised out there. Well, I throw that out to have some fun because uh, Kalani Sataki, ladies and gentlemen, is a head coach of a nine-win football squad. 
coming back for his second season at the helm of the Cougars of Brigham Young University. Uh, I, I tell you what, he started one and three, uh, Coach Sutaki did at 16. Fill those three losses. You know, we talk about Michigan's three losses being by a total of five points. Sataki not far off that with the Cougs. They lost those three football games by a total of seven points. They won eight of their last nine. Hey, Kalani Sataki coached them up, folks. Now, the schedule toughens up a bit, and he needs Tanner Magnum to take control of that quarterback spot and be the throttle man in the offense. But, I mean, how about this the last five years for uh, the, the Brigham Young wins, Phil, right? Uh, I mean, this is a quality, consistent program. Eight wins, eight wins, eight wins, nine wins, nine wins. Uh, yeah, they have proven that that's, that's who they are. They're a consistent winning football program. Yeah, they are. And uh, one of my more fascinating uh, coaching interviews this season was talking to Coach Sataki is, uh, you know, after going through the team, this guy is a pure football fan. We had probably a 15-minute chat afterwards just on general football topics. We were done with BYU and just going over things in the NFL, college, how we grew up, how we followed the game. Uh, it was a lot of fun talking to Coach Sataki. Now, let's talk about this year's team. I did, and believe it or not, Michael, you know, I, I always look at – I judge the amount of interest in a state in football by how many radio shows I'm doing in that state. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, up there in my top six in the country is Utah. There are a lot of Utah fans that just love their college football, be it Utah, BYU, Utah State. And last year coming into the season, BYU faced a hellacious schedule. They were an underdog in a bunch of games last year. And I think their fans heading into the season actually probably would have said, hey, in fact, did say at the start, you know, seven wins won't be a bad year for us this year. And then Coach Sataki guided them all the way up to nine wins on the season, did a great job. Now, this year, they do have some tough games on the schedule. You look at that three-game stretch, games two, three, and four, where they play LSU in Houston, they play Utah at home, and they play Wisconsin. That's pretty brutal right That's there. They, have, Bo- they yeah. have Boise State. They have to play at Mississippi State. But the end of the season schedule lightens up like it did last year. And uh, I like the talent. In fact, last year their starting quarterback was uh, Taysom Hill, and Hill was more of a runner than passer. I think Tanner Mangum actually fits this uh, Ty Detmer offense better, and I think he will have a good year. They've got Trinaman at the receiver spot up front, that offensive line. It's their usual offensive front, Michael, which is 26-year-old guys as they're going up against 19-year-olds. It's one of the uh-huh. reasons they've had so much success. You're talking about uh, Karoma, Norman, uh, and Schof among the, the top players there. And then defensively, a guy like Corbin Kafusi coming off the edge uh, is an outstanding defensive end. They've got Francis Bernard, uh, Fred Warner at the linebacker spots, Troy Warner at the cornerback. So tons of good players. The special teams is solid. I rate them uh, number 22 defensively in the country. I rate their special teams number 14 in the country. And offensively, despite losing their top two running backs uh, and losing their top three receivers, I still think they'll be good offensively. Now, keep in mind, when you give me the South Point numbers, BYU plays 13 regular season games. So Uh if you think they're going to lose three, then that's 10 is your number, as opposed to all the other teams which play 12. Yeah, because uh, they go to Hawaii and uh, play against... uh... Uh, Hawaii on November the 25th, so that's 13. So as we look at BYU and Kalani Sataki, uh, Phil, and <laughs> I tell you, yeah, that, that 13th game comes into play here because they set it at 10. 
at 10. So double-digit wins, uh, if you're uh, looking at going over that, you're going to have to to uh, hit double-digit wins just to push it out. Ooh, that seems a little bit uh, enterprising to me, me, Phil. I'm going to go under and think it probably lands at 9. Michael's going 9. Well, I'll tell you this, in my magazine, the final wrap-up paragraph or sentence on the uh, forecast page says, they now play 13 games and have a great shot at their first double-digit win season since 2011. I'm not going to go with over 10, but I think 10 is my number on the team. And, you know, here's the thing. The South Point actually opened this one up at 9.5, so it must have Mm -hmm. risen to 10 based on how talented this team is. So there's Vegas for you, trying to put the number right where it should be on some of these games. (laughs) And probably also uh, they moved that number after they uh, received their – the 2017 Phil Steele's college football preview, too, and, and uh, took a look. Possibly. Yeah, and how talented that uh, that we believe that this football team is and can be under Kalani Sataki. All right, so the win total is 10 for the Cougars of BYU. We're doing the independents today. There's only four of them, of course, in the FBS. So now let's uh, swing uh, from Utah all the way back east to Amherst, Massachusetts. Mark Whipple is uh, now entering his fourth year at the helm, uh, the Minutemen of UMass. And uh, Phil, the win totals have been 3-3-2 three, three, and two last year. So eight total wins for Mark Whipple, we know Coach Whipple very well, very engaging guy, uh, realizes some of the uh, the limitations in terms of um, recruiting to his Massachusetts program. But, Phil, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's going to be looked at to take a, a swing up this year. And when you look at experience charts and those that are returning, uh, what are you seeing with UMass? And legitimately is the talent base starting to – Take a, a spike upward for Mark Whipple. I had a great conversation with Coach Whipple uh, this year, and you, uh, my first question to him had to be, Michael, going back to 1998 with him because he took over a 2-9 and nine team and won the national title, which to me is just a remarkable accomplishment. And to his credit, he credited the previous coaching staff with having the players available. said a lot of the players that came in were recruited by the previous staff, and, and things just went well. The team started to have belief in themselves, and where they didn't even know that there was an FCS playoffs available, when they made the playoffs, they weren't in over their heads because they were just playing another game. So I thought that was fascinating. Then I was fascinated to look over this team. I mean, there's not a lot of seniors on this team. This is a, a, a UMass team that's built for next year. I asked Coach Whipple if he thought being an independent would be a, a negative this year. Uh, it has been a negative. And he said, actually, they recruit East Coast. So playing in the MAC, they rec- different recruiting base. He likes the recruiting base they have. And they've got talent. You look at a guy like Andrew Ford that took over a QB last year, 6'3", 205, Virginia Tech transfer, PS number 48. And Ross Comas began last year as a starter, took on some of the tough teams. I mean, he took on the Florida Gators and Boston College's defense the first two, then got injured and was out for the year. Comas is a guy he's got confidence in as well. The running backs look good with Marquise Young having 898 rush yards last year. Adam Brenneman. A Penn State transfer, one of the top tight ends in the country. The offensive line looks good with Largay, Driscoll, Thomas. And then you look at these guys defensively, plenty of talent throughout there as well with nine returning starters. They only lose nine lettermen. So I think this UMass team, which last year in 2015, they were one of the most experienced teams in the country at number one. 
Last year they were number 120 in terms of experience. This year it's a lot more veteran group than last year, and I'm pretty bullish on this uh, UMass team. All right. Well, the um, the star point puts uh, the win total at South two point. and a, a South Point. Excuse me. Yeah. Well, they're stars. You know, they're stars. I'm, I'm making them stars at the South Point. Nice. They um, are at two and a half now. You know, at Temple, at Tennessee, and as we mentioned, that's at South Florida in October, at Mississippi State, uh, at BYU. Uh, Phil, I, I, I'm going to say three is the max for Massachusetts, and uh, I'm going to hope that Mark Whipple gets there. So I'll go over two and a half, but I, I think uh, it's still a, a ways away this year from being a, a bowl consideration. Yeah, and I'm going to take you back to last year for a minute here, Michael. They played four Power Five teams last year. They were within one score late third quarter or fourth quarter in each of those games. So I don't think they were very far away last year. They were very uh, inexperienced this year. They have 15 returning starters. They played Florida tough in the swamp last year, uh, gave Mississippi State a battle, led that game in the second quarter and uh, into the third quarter as well. So I think they played a lot tougher than the schedule would indicate or than the score was, would indicate. I think they can beat maybe a Hawaii in the opener, a Coastal Carolina on the road. I think Maine's a possible winnable game. But as far as the rest of the games on the schedule, I think they pull an upset or two. So I'm bullish on UMass this year. I'm going with over two and a half. A very bullish Phil Steele, and I can hear all the cheering around Amherst, Massachusetts, and from all the followers of Mark Whipple and the UMass Minutemen. Now, you won't know who are the ones that uh, really have to be reckoned with week by week, but I've got a way for you to do that. Uh, a part of philsteel.com and everything that uh, Phil puts together throughout the course of a college football season is inside the press box. Now, we know the preview magazine that we discuss each and every time we get together on the show is the very best, can't be topped with an information that you're not going to get anywhere else. But, Phil, give all of our strongest Steel listeners an idea how they could get a tremendous deal with you when they go inside the press box. Yeah, and Inside the Press Box comes to you weekly. It's a weekly newsletter, and uh, we forecast all the games on Inside the Press Box uh, for the week. And it not only gives you my computer's projection for the game, which I find invaluable. In fact, I won't forecast a game until I at least look what my computer's forecasting. But you get the computer forecast. You get my forecast, which doesn't always agree with the computer. It's interesting when we disagree. Uh, you get the uh, a complete stats update. It's strength of schedule. Uh, it gives you, for those of you that like to analyze the games yourself, you will love the magazine, the uh, newsletter. It's like getting a, a fresh magazine each and every week during the course of the season. Now, uh, inside the press box, you can get college, you can get NFL, or you could get both college and NFL. And if you go to insidethepressbox.com, that's insidethepressbox.com, Right now, you can get sample issues of what it looks like, and you can also take $20 off any package if you mention the promo code FOOTBALL. So mention the promo code FOOTBALL, type it in there, take $20 off any package. That's at InsideThePressBox.com. Have to have it. Uh, trust me when I tell you that. Uh, you you aren't completely in the know as you get set for each and every week, and uh, those games that uh, you really want to hone in on, 
on college football. Phil's got exclusive team ratings in there, uh, position-by-position breakdowns, who has the edge. I always mention I love that, uh, Phil, you take the level of competition into account when uh, that is all being put together. Inside the pressbox.com, make sure you get a hold of it. And we continue on with our look at the independents. Uh, one to go, and that leaves uh, leads us to South Bend, Indiana, underneath the Golden Dome, where Brian Kelly, in the first six years of his tenure, won more football games uh, than every other Notre Dame coach in six years but one, Lou Holtz. Kelly won 55 football games. Uh, Holtz won 56 from 86 to 91 over that same span. We know the success Brian Kelly has had. First at Grand Valley State, winning Division uh, Two championships back in the 90s. And, of course, at Central Michigan at Cincinnati and now with Notre Dame. Phil, last year, though, though Irish eyes weren't smiling. They only went four football games. Of course, uh, Deshaun Kaiser is now trying to win the starting quarterback job with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, left, uh, uh, Kelly says, prematurely thought he would have benefited from another year. Uh, everybody expects Notre Dame to bounce back and be a double-digit football uh, win team again after that uh, unglorious 4-8 and eight a year ago. Phil, let's assess them, and let's start with the quarterback spot without Kaiser there. Now it's uh, Brandon Winbush that looks like, uh, after redshirting last year, this is the young man that looks to be the quarterback that Kelly is going to turn to. Yeah, and Wimbush looked great in the spring. And granted, it's a spring game, but 22 of 32, 303 yards. Mobile quarterback, strong arm, decent size at 6'2", 225. And I like the supporting talent that he has. You look at a running back like Josh Adams, nearly had 1,000 yards, almost six yards a carry last year. They got EQ or Equinomis St. Brown at the receiver spot. Uh, Smite at tight end. Boykin is there, a receiver. So there's plenty of talent there. The offensive line's got two potential All-Americans in left guard Quentin Nelson, left tackle Mike McGlinchey. Both are high on the NFL draft list. You look at them defensively, they struggled defensively last year, especially in the front seven, but I think their front seven's much improved. Uh, and they had a lot of injuries last year as well. I remember the secondary. I, I, going back through my magazine last year, I had circles all over their secondary. They basically lost the entire unit. They were down to players that shouldn't even been on the field. Well, this year they get a couple of the guys back. They bring back Nick Watkins, who was their best defensive player that missed last year with injury. So there's plenty of talent on the defensive side of the ball as well. So when I look at the Irish, I see a team that was 4-8 and eight last year, but they had five net close losses. And what I mean by that is, yeah, there's a lot of teams you can say, hey, we were two plays away from being eight and six, but you can say in the other breath, oh, we were also three plays away from being two and ten last year because there's a lot of close wins, a lot of close losses. Net close wins means they had five more net close losses than they did close wins. And generally teams that are plus five in that category, like Notre Dame is this coming into this year, have a big improvement in record. And showing that how far they were five plays away from being nine and three, this is a team that outgained their opponents by three points per game, out, outgained their opponents by 39 yards per game, outscored their foes by three points per game, yet they finished four and eight. Much more experienced. They go from having just eight returning starters to 15. They only lose 17 lettermen. I like Notre Dame this year, and uh, they made my most improved list in front of the magazine. Where they rank in that, you'll have to check the magazine. 
Yeah, make sure you do that. Uh, of course, Phil Steele's 2017 college football preview. I want you to keep an eye on uh, a very talented running back, though, Josh Adams, Phil. Uh, watch a lot of tape on him this year. Really like him. I thought uh, 6'2", 220, a lot of power, runs tackle to tackle. Nine starts last year uh, and uh, uh, gained almost six yards per carry with 933 yards. Uh, they were worried about what they were going to do following C.J. Procise. I believe Josh Adams is uh, the real thing. You might be seeing him uh, atop the college football uh, rushing uh, category list this year. I think he's that good. Yeah, especially running behind that offensive line. Yeah, no question about it. So, Phil, we see that. Boy, i tell you what, uh, South Point has really, they win four football games last year, and it's almost like they're uh, they're saying, you got to show us Notre Dame. I, I'd say for Notre Dame, the over-under's at seven and a half, Phil. Uh, we take a look at the schedule. Do you think that's a little, bit, uh, a little bit low? Can the Irish double up their win total of four last year and get to eight? Yeah, I, I definitely feel that way. I, I like the over, bullish on it, as mentioned. Check out the most improved list in front of the magazine. You'll see how bullish I am on them this year. And uh, I've got them playing in the Tax Slayer Bowl against Louisville. So I, to get there, they're going to have to have more than seven and a half wins. I'm definitely going with the over, despite the fact they host USC and yep. late in the year have to play both Miami of Florida and Stanford, two teams I'm very high on, uh, on the road. And, uh, you know, once again, all the podcasts that we have done so far are all available in archives. So you'll want to check out each and every one. Absolutely. Uh, good stuff, Phil. That's a look at our independence. So we'll both go over that seven and a half for Brian Kelly and Notre Dame and a bounce back that we see 2017. Phil, good stuff. Next time we get together, Phil just mentioned archiving the previous podcast. You can do that. We're through the SEC. We're through the Big Ten. We're through the ACC and uh, through the Big 12. Independence uh, today coming up next. We'll get into the the Pac-12, both the North and South. Those are our next two coming out of the shoot here on Strong as Steel. Now for our producer Jim Nabosdud for Phil Steele. I'm Michael Regai. Great to have you with us, everybody. Everybody, keep listening next time on our next edition of Strong as Steel. Till then, so long. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.